1: Christmas concerts, so their school plays. Um, Oscar was Caesar uh, was, uh one of the three wise men. <laughs> he knew everybody's lines, but the second it came to him, he couldn't remember them. Oh, that's stage fright. <laughs> uh, he had two whole sentences, and all he could remember was frankincense. <laughs> oh. And Ethan was Caesar Augustus and had to say, peel me a grape. <laughs> I thought I they was... came from an old Mae West movie <laughs> Wow well, Have you ever heard of the Carry On films? It's a, um... a British comedy series They've oh, got okay. Carry, Carry On Caesar Carry On Camping uh, Can you hear me? No we can't
2: hear you What did you do Ronnie? Get ready for the show
1: Oh, show is live. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. We didn't realize we were live on the air. There was no sign of it, so welcome to the show. The ladies are taking over.
2: Yay! Hello, everybody. This is Jan from the uh, United States, and we're going to have a lovely afternoon. Kat and I, we're going to laugh and Just do all kinds of fun things. Yeah, Yeah, thank you, Ronald.
1: You've probably heard political views and conversations about crazy children whilst we didn't realize we were on the air. But, hey, all sorts of things happen when
2: the ladies come on the air. (laughs) Yes, stick around. You'll never know what's going to happen.
0: That's sweet.
1: Uh, You probably just heard in the background, Mr Parascience, Steve Parsons, is in the room complaining about the alcohol that he's drinking being too sweet. Oh, well, what are you drinking, Steve?
0: I'm not here tonight.
1: Yes, you are, because apparently we've been live on the air, but we had no sign of it. Why? And we've been talking politics and children.
0: You've got your mute on or something. So how is that difference? You're still on here and you're still talking nonsense.
2: Now be nice. It's Christmas. Oh, the ever rude Ronald. <laughs> Glad to see nothing changes. That's right. That's right. It just gets older and crankier. So what's new stateside then? Um, <laughs> same old, same old. Where? Um, did we have just have the mid mid term elections? Yeah, and a lot of uh, Democrats got into uh, the Congress and Senate. So, um, and then Trump wants to build a wall, and the Democrats don't want to fund it. So there's all kinds of brouhaha going along.
1: And it's pretty much the same over here. Whenever you turn on the news, apparently nothing is going on. Oh, apart from Brexit, we do have rain everything's about the rain oh it's britain ron you're asking about ghosts what what in particular would you like us to talk about the ladies have taken
2: over you're not in charge anymore i wish you could come over here and teach him a couple of lessons because he (laughs) doesn't ever ever listen to me uh steve
1: doesn't listen to me either but apparently he behaves when he's with you (laughs) well
2: you know what like Again, them. they're like children. They usually act a little bit better when they're out in public. <laughs> Speaking of children, the boys have done a
1: couple of radio shows on uh, Steve's other radio show. They did the Halloween special and tried to teach the Welsh public about what ghosts are. Oh, Ooh, which- lovely. Well, you know how children always say one thing to you and then you put them in front of an audience and they say the
2: exact opposite? Right. Yep. Or um, if they say, don't say this, that's what they're going to say. Well, speaking of children, I've got one small
1: one here. This is Oscar. Oscar, say hello to Jan. Hello. Say hello to everybody who's listening. You're not going to say hi now, are you? You're
0: on the radio again.
2: Hello, sweetheart. It's nice to hear you.
0: Oh, he's gone shy. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Hello. You Christmas jokey.
3: Knock, knock. Who's there? Oh, I forgot this one. No, it's not that one. <laughs> um, what does a frog do when its car breaks down? What, what does a frog do, th- do when
1: a car breaks down? I don't know.
3: It gets it towed away. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Cute. I remember that one. Now, Ron has asked, do I miss going on Ghost Investigations with Steve? Well, with these two little minions, I don't get much of a chance. Um, But... I understand that completely, Kat. There's pros and cons of being a husband and wife team ghost hunting. Pro being you do get to spend time together. Con being, being, he's in to... charge. And yes,
0: you yes. Spend
1: time
2: together. <laughs> yeah, the con is spending too much time with you. Yeah, it's called quality time. <laughs> 15 minutes is the max, no. <laughs> but but I, it... I understand what you're saying, Kat, because it's the same with me and Ronnie. Um, you know, when we have events and stuff, um, I'm always concerned about making sure that the people enjoy themselves and, you know, feel that... You Know it's been a good investment in their time and money and everything, so you know, obviously, I know it's not about me, but uh, sometimes he just gets impatient or whatever and you know, takes it out on me.
1: Boys, do, Ron's asked, Do you like are you interested in looking for ghosts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it you're interested in? What do you think's exciting about it? Mm. Spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. So what do you think a ghost is? Uh a spirit. it's alright, you can say it. A Aussie.
3: dead person who has come back from as
1: a soul instead of their real body. That's a good answer. What did you say, Ozzy? That was um, a really a good spirit. Say. A spirit. That's um, a very good answer, young man. Yeah, and are you Scared of ghosts or do you think they're friendly? I they think, think they're friendly. Yeah. What, what do you think they look like? Mm, just um, probably like people without legs. Yeah. So they're just like, yeah, they just with just a bit going down. Would would this be because you've just been looking at Daddy's Ghostbuster fire station and seen lots of ghosts on there that don't have any legs? Yes. Yes.
0: That <laughs> I means I'm a ghost. Yeah.
1: I didn't look at ghosts for you, you did. Yeah, you're very interested, aren't you? Are you scared of anything? Um, mm. Sometimes I'm scared of dark and the, spiders. The dark and spiders? Yeah. So did you think ghosts only come out in the dark? Yeah. Yeah? Do they ever come out in the daytime? No.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm scared about
3: having girlfriends. That will <laughs> make that continue.
1: i also got girlfriends. You've got girlfriends? This is news, everybody. Oh. This is Oscar, the youngest one. He's only five <laughs> and he has a girlfriend. What's her name? Should I be afraid of her? I don't want to tell you. Is she real or is she a ghost? I don't know. You don't
3: know? <laughs> 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 the
1: girl that's turning grey hair. Oh, you're describing Mummy's got grey hair. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, so Ron wants to know: Do you think there are any spider ghosts? No. No. What do you think, Eva? Maybe
3: some. There could be. It could there be. Sometimes ghosts. could. They probably appear
1: to just ghosts. You, they just appear to ghosts. Mm-hmm. You might be right if you've been watching too much Christmas Carol. No. Mm-mm. No. It was on. Um, it was on what? You can say it out loud. You, you don't want to. You on, Oscar, it
0: to you. <laughs> this is internet radio. You can say what the hell you like. Nobody's listening. <laughs> uh,
1: you know when a child whispers in your ear, Jan, and all you can hear is that's
2: how I hear all the time. I cannot do with the bean. But yes, I remember that from days gone by. Ron said he heard about a bo- one of you boys climbing a
1: castle wall. That's you, isn't it, Ethan? Yes. And what castle was it? Pembroke Castle. What else have you done at Pembroke Castle? We oui. I've
3: um i sailed. Yeah. When I was four
1: daddy, can you we stop playing with the swords? Steve's involved, playing yeah. with his toys in the background whilst we're trying to do some work. Ron is contributing in a form by um, talking in the chat room, but uh, Steve is just causing mayhem. So well, I'm just I'm just sitting here like a lump in a log, so I'm
3: 2472. <laughs> we did a lucky dip to mum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the castle we even climbed. Can you remember you went on a ghost walk? Yeah.
1: And what did you learn about the castle and the ghosts?
3: The, um, there was two soldiers, and one—they were both drunk. One of them said, "One of the, the other," and, and there, one there of was, them... was a big fight, so they both killed each other. And really? you hear the screaming.
1: Mm-hmm. Arrgh. But, like but the interesting part was this this man wasn't very engaging with the children.
3: Oh, they were all kind good.
1: of wandering off. And he's there saying, well, Margaret Beaufort had her son when she was 15, and Ethan's there going,
2: no, she didn't. She was 13. She and was thirsty. 13. Oh, not 13, 15, my gosh. 13.
1: Every time he said, uh, Oh, what was the other thing? Oh, no, in, in Wales, no witch was ever burned at the stake or killed because we like witches. And Ethan went, That's wrong. Does it sound familiar? Yes. No, it's wrong. Someone got burned at the stake in Haverford West.
0: Money, That was actually for trees.
1: No, it says witchcraft on the stand. Yeah, but that's right. Um, doesn't matter. when you get
3: she was dead, witch, um, but she was
0: actually
3: you get a skeleton and then you go up to a ghost. That's Is her... that how it works? Yeah. Wow.
1: You're so, smart. So, Jack, with Ron, with... Go on, then, boys. <laughs> with Ron Jr., Bye-bye. was he ever
3: interested Bye. in ghosts? Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye, boys. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to, you.
0: to you. They might be back.
2: Steve's now herding them out of the room. <laughs> um, well, Ron, young Ronnie was older than your boys when Big Ronnie got involved in this, and he has gone on many, many an investigation and things like that. Um, so, yes, I would say he's interested.
1: Was it a natural interest, or was it just spending time with his dad?
2: I think it's more spending time with his father and, you know, linking that way. But he's, he's very big on, you know, technology and stuff like that. So he's been a big help to his father. And, um, you know, it's good to have them to have him around. It's very nice.
1: Another question from Ron. He's got loads of questions tonight. Have the boys seen Most Haunted? Yes, they have. And I had to point out their father to him, to which they said daddy was fat
2: really
1: Yes. Huh.
2: well maybe it's because the tv camera puts on at least 10 pounds to a person or whatever
1: uh or what how many pounds would it have been you
2: trying to, we're trying to work out how many pounds it would have been oh two uh kilos you do right
1: yeah well we're, We're converting stone into pounds. Steve's suddenly
2: doing the math, and I'm not
1: doing that right now after work.
2: And that's what I meant to say, pounds instead of uh, kilos. Yeah.
1: About about 100 pounds. That's how much weight he lost.
2: Wow. Yes. Well, good for him.
1: Uh, It was a big change, wasn't it, literally? Um, But that. We were in the middle of um, an electrical department store, and the boys were playing on the computers and I brought up the Wall Street Journal interview and the boys took no interest in it whatsoever. (laughs) They just wandered off. (laughs) And Ron, no, that's not when he took up smoking. He was smoking before then. He, he said he took up smoking to be um,
2: sociable. I think that's just an excuse. I think you might be right.
0: No, it was actually to be sociable to Yvette.
2: Yeah, Yvette
1: Fielding smokes. So he said he couldn't go outside for a stand to talk to her, so he was smoking to be sociable. Oh, OK. That's
2: your story and you're sticking to it, huh? Hmm.
0: <laughs> meant we could bitch about Carl. <laughs> <laughs> So
2: okay.
1: having also got a ghost hunting husband, is he a diva when he's working? Well, Ronnie
2: likes um, stirring up. <laughs> um, Ronnie likes to stir things up. When he gets a bunch of people together, he likes to pit them against one another and then stand back and kind of observe and and have fun that way.
1: Play devil's advocate. No. Yes. Just wind people up. Just wind people up, Steve. <laughs> saying Ron's not speaking in the background there at all. Is he in another room?
2: No, he's right next to me, smirking, and uh... I bet he is. <laughs> yeah, he's he's sitting at my little corner desk, and I'm at his desk, and
1: that's uh... right. You keep him in the corner. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but he keeps crawling out, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> so, what's new with you and Ron this year?
2: Um, same old, same old. I mean, we're retired, so, you know, when you don't work anymore, it's, you know, it's hard to have things of interest to say to other people because, I mean, I just, you know, stay home, go to church, or go to the health club. Once in a while, I go to the mall. You know, um, this Thursday, I'm going to go visit my sister at her son's house, and we're going to take care of the little one. Um, oh. He's just turned three, so we'll have fun, you know, visiting and spending time with him. But, um, yeah, I, I live a very quiet life. It sounds delightful. <laughs> yes, when you work and you never think you're going to have time to just sit down and relax. And now I look back at the times at work that were fun and enjoyable as opposed to remembering the stress and, you know, people um, needling you and harassing you and, you know, making work harder than when it had to be.
1: <laughs> my father said he was really looking forward to his retirement, and he'd been counting down. And the day he retired, he found out he was just about to enter the worst-paid job oh. ever. Because my mum had been compiling a list for years, and oh.
2: on the day of retirement, she produced it. Yeah, yeah. So now he's a slave. At- he's a slave at home now. He'd like to make you think that. I
0: can't find this bloody cable while you're on the You're desperately looking for a cable. <laughs> yes, I've been looking for it for two now, days. Now, he makes now.
1: out he's really organised and has a go at me if I've misplaced anything. That's the problem. And he's frantically looking for a
0: cable. <laughs> That's the problem. Normally, I am. And if I can't find it straight away, it means that somebody else has taken it.
1: Nobody's... Are you allowed normally in Ron's office...
2: Um, only under duress. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky I can crawl over to my desk and sit there, um, but this is his territory. And the story of our life is running. I are both territorial. He has his side of the counter on the right of the kitchen sink and my territory is on the left-hand side of the sink. And I think he leaves too much junk hanging around and he thinks the same about me. And you know, if I touch anything of his, he gets annoyed with me because I like to either throw away or put away things, and it's none of my business.
1: (laughs) Well, Steve has got a room that is his office. Nobody's allowed in it unless they are supervised. Nobody's allowed to touch anything. But now this cable is missing. He's saying someone must have been in here.
2: Yeah. Yep. Won't responsibility for his own actions, right? Well, what can I say? (laughs) He's... (laughs) He likes to think he's a celebrity. Yes, I understand that. <laughs> Must be a it's, good, it's, definitely. It's being a wife to somebody very similar, but Steve <laughs> is easier to get along with. When he comes I... over, we commiserate with one another. Not about you, about being with Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> right, Steve? That's true. Have you seen the comments that your partner in
1: crime is putting in the chat room, Steve? Um, you are a celebrity in your
2: own mind. Yeah, yeah so okay. clever, isn't
0: it? So clever. Yeah. Only one of us has worked with A-listers. Ooh.
1: Did you hear that Steve now has a top trump card of himself? Oh, so yeah, I about that. someone mm. he's is creating a version of top trump cards and mm-hmm. Steve is one of the cards. We don't know what the scoring means. It could mean he's the worst paranormal investigator, or he could be the best. Well, I'd say that he's the best. Don't say that. He'll get big-headed. I won't get him out of this office. Actually, that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, I have to uh, ease up a bit, because Ron is going to make supper tonight, so I can't be too unappreciative. What are the cards?
1: Have you not got top trump cards in the States, then?
2: Do we, Ronnie? Do you know what she's talking about? No.
1: (laughs) Okay, they're a set of cards, and they have a photograph or an image of a person or a character or a vehicle. And they have different scorings for different things. And you're supposed to deal the deck of cards out, and then you'll pick an item on the card that's high-scoring. And then call it out and see if the other person's card is higher or lower than yours. And if it's lower, then you get the card. Uh-huh. So that someone has done, is it haunted places and people? Paranormal. Paranormal places and people. So Harry Price has a card. Has Maurice Gross got one? Yeah, Zach. Zach. Bacon? Bacon. Bacon, whatever his name Bagel. is. Zach. <laughs> and lots of different people and paranormal things are on there and steve has found out he's one of the cards
2: wow that's pretty impressive
1: um kieran is not one no ron (laughs) i don't believe cal is either is he actually i think cal might be cal might be there you go cal cooper might actually have a card but we don't know what his score is yet.
0: It has to be a representation of parapsychology. Morris Gross, Peter Underwood, Harry Price. It's
1: pretty much a British set with a few exceptions, though, isn't it?
0: Uh, Barry, yeah. yeah. I think it's only Zach and no. that Jason. It's
1: twerp. only Zach because they needed to fill a space. No, there's that Jason twerp as well. The one that
0: blocked me! Jason
1: who blocks Steve. I have no idea who that is, whoever it is. Well done for blocking him. <laughs>
0: Who <laughs> say that about Jason Horse? Has Anne Winsper
1: got one? No. Oh. Okay. Jason's we'll one the Mario
0: one. Brothers. He's the baldy one with the beard. Who?
1: Oh,
0: Ghost Hunters.
1: Oh right.
0: the, okay. the baldy one. Yeah. In.
1: There. So yeah, someone's created this set. So. Jason Horse. But Ron's been quite accomplished this year. He's he's doing his book tour, isn't he?
2: Uh, yes, he's been doing a lot of radio shows and um, going to different places. Um, he, he absolutely loves to stay busy, which is good. Um, I don't know where he gets his energy, but, uh, yeah, he loves to stay busy. And I think I'm really proud of him that, uh, you know, he has his third book out. Um, I really think that's cool.
1: You know from experience as well people go and buy the book and they think that they just sit there and type it in one go, but the amount of work both Ron has put into his and Steve into his books as well.
2: Exactly. It it means a
1: lot of peace and quiet and a lot of frustration for them because
2: they're going over it and they're never happy. Exactly. Exactly. And he goes over to Maureen's house to write, so um, you know he physically has to leave the house and go over to her house and they go over things and then you know, he comes back and they do more stuff and get back together again and um so it's a collaborative effect. I mean effort. Yeah. And it takes like twice as much effort for that reason.
1: So is his third book, have you helped in any way with this? Have you had to drive him about to get information?
2: Um no, I mean I will read it to see if, you know, he's got um You know, he asked me to read different things so I can, you know, critique it or stuff like that. Um, See? See? See?
1: Yeah, he, he, Steve is referring to the fact that I don't proofread his books. And the reason I don't do it is not long after us moving in together, Steve would have me proofread some of his articles. But he did get upset, right? No, he'd have me proofread it. I'd get to the point where it might be that the sentence, the way I've interpreted it, is no wrong, it's not because they're boring. Um, but we'd get to a point where we'd discuss maybe you needed to change a sentence or there was a double word in it. And rather than let me carry on from that point, i have to go back to the start and read it from the start again. And we do it about six times in the evening
2: and I got fed up of it and said I wasn't yes. doing it anymore.
1: I threw my toys out the pram.
2: I understand that, yes. Just shoot me. <laughs> Ron, you're so mean. You're not just figuring that out, cat. Well, I haven't
1: had the pleasure of meeting him face-to-face, so to say. Oh.
0: You said the word pleasure, though. Pleasure and Ron in the same sentence? It doesn't really.
2: Yeah, it's an oxymoron.
0: <laughs> or just a moron. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry,
2: Ron. You wouldn't believe from the way we kid each other that I do love him, even though he doesn't make it easy. I do love him.
1: OK, it looks like we're going to be going to break in the next few moments, so we'll... Take a break now and see you guys afterwards.
0: No, you've got two minutes. Uh, Good. Two,
1: minute, two minutes, a minute and a half ago.
0: No, you'll see them still. They'll give you a. minutes. He's typing...
1: Listen, see for I 30,
0: can't You'll Gosh, you're so nagging. One minute.
1: Well, I'm trying. Talking. I'm not a professional.
0: Lol. You've got lol minutes left.
1: I, there's nothing professional about Just me in can't go... Oh, I didn't
0: not know he loud, was going Because the audience, both of them, don't want to know what <laughs> countdown is.
1: If you were expecting a professional show, it's not happening on my part.
2: I'm sorry. You're doing a lot better than me, Kat, so don't you.
1: <laughs> He's cleaning behind me and ignoring it. Okay, 30 seconds. <laughs>
0: The idea is you keep talking with 30 seconds. Yeah, to I don't know when you to shut up. You could probably get a quick question in, like, what can you do in 30 seconds? I don't know. It could, I could uh, boil an egg.
2: <laughs> I don't think I could boil an egg in 15 seconds.
1: No, definitely not.
0: Could you do it in the seven? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God it's the tunes.
1: Yeah,
3: but I can't hear it.
0: You will in a minute. You don't, don't need to hear it yet.
3: and spooky they all talk gooky, the the para family the shows are paranormal not stuffy but informal the topics are abnormal the para family
0: they're strange deranged unrestrained so grab your favorite brew it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the para family
1: know who i am anymore this um but i'm married to steve
2: parsons so that should give you a
3: hint
2: there's a question on the board for me and it says when ron is being a bad boy do i give him a time out um no i don't what i usually do is just ignore him and pick up a book and read a book or oh yeah that the the Nastiest thing I can do—I do to him—is I pinch the inside of his thigh when he's really being truly obnoxious, and he knows he's pushed me to the limit.
1: I—I uh, would like to try that myself on Steve, but I think it would hurt me more than him. <laughs> I could just set the kids on
2: him. Yeah, that's a good thing. You have the kids in your corner anyway, right? No, not always.
1: It depends on who's got the thing that the kids want. Oh, and and Steve has Lego and lots of toys in his office, and I don't, so he
2: tends to win. Oh, well, you just wait a couple of years; they'll they'll change. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: it's been an eventful year, um, Steve. I don't know. He's probably mentioned it on his show already is now a member of the SPR council.
2: That's
1: very nice. Went up for his first meeting, which meant I had the night off with him being away.
2: Isn't that nice sometimes just peace and quiet
1: for both of us. I think it's a case of uh, a a touch of more sanity in our lives. I do miss ghost hunting, Ron, um, it's how I met Steve. Um, I did it before I met him. And I'd love to go again, but it's just not right for our family at the moment for me to be coming away or, or trying to find a babysitter all the time. So Steve has mentioned true. once or twice or a thousand times that he's a member of the SPL Council. Are you bragging, dear? No.
0: Nope. It doesn't even say so on my Facebook page.
1: It doesn't say on your Facebook page? Nope. Ron, I'm sorry if he's been going on
0: It's like Fight Club, you're not allowed to mention it.
1: not allowed to mention Fight Club Is that really what it is? You go up there and do fighting?
0: The first rule of the SPR Council is you don't mention the SPR Council
1: <laughs> Yes, on, <laughs> on and on and on I can imagine, Ron Are you
2: sitting there staring away at your computer?
0: Yes, he's just
2: being Ronnie is too, he's typing away <laughs> it's two been, fingers.
0: He's two himself. finger
1: typing?
2: Gosh, how long did it take him to type the book?
0: He didn't. He's never typed a single word of the bloody book. Maureen did it all.
2: No, Ronnie did a lot of his own. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what he said. Well, then they'd have to get together and incorporate everything together. She uh, would do that. Are you, so there. Is he just being mean? Should I put him in time out? No, it doesn't really work, right?
1: It doesn't.
0: Where is that damn cable?
1: What do you think it would be like locked in a haunted location, just the four of us? Uh, I think Jan and I would take one half of the building, you two would take the other, and we'd be the two to survive the event. And then we'd go shopping. Yeah, definitely. Well, provided
0: but, you did it by. Um, but, but
1: Steve would, uh, Steve and Ron would probably have more chance of actually doing some ghost hunting because.
0: Well, we will the, provide you hap- did it to the, to the uh, accepted methods using the SPRS guidance, isn't it.
1: Yeah, but I have to be honest, Steve. Going on a ghost hunt with you, you don't let me touch any of the equipment, so there would not be much There's point in me being for there. That. There's a reason you won't let me touch the equipment, yeah, because I probably break it or kill each other, who, me and Jan? R- Ron, you can talk, you know.
2: No, he's just been his usual stubborn Polish self. <laughs> and I say that lovingly.
1: I bet you do. Sometimes it's not so lovingly though. <laughs> yeah. uh, so where will you spend Christmas this year?
2: Well, Christmas Eve, we're going to my nephew's house. That's my sister's son. My yeah. sister will be there, her daughter and children and uh, son-in-law and them all will be at um, Chris and Nicole's house. And then Christmas day, my son and Beth will come to our house here for dinner and um, you know for the whole afternoon and everything. So that's our plans. And yours? Uh, well, it's just
1: the four of us here this year. So Steve, myself, and the two boys. Um, normally, my mother would come over with my dad and spend a bit of time here, but they go off on a cruise... Yeah, on the cr- on. Christmas and the, uh, New Year around uh, the Canary Islands and down to Gibraltar mm-hmm. and around Spain for two weeks over Christmas and New Year. So it's all right for some.
0: Why you book that U-boat?
2: You must... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I heard of that recently about... Um, seen as doing that um, during the holidays, um, so that is well, interesting. Well,
1: my parents—they um, moved into a much smaller apartment, so they can't really accommodate more than maybe half the family anyway.
2: Right, they're downsized is what so we they downsized as well.
1: Yeah, and they and they released some some cash there so that they could enjoy their retirement more. Um, So they would often come to us or to my brother's for Christmas dinner, but they'd always leave the presents at our house so that we could open them together, which means they'd wake up in the morning, they wouldn't need to cook any food, which for my mum was too strange. They wouldn't have any presents to open because they'd be at other people's houses, and they said it didn't feel like Christmas. It felt like they were sitting around waiting. So they decided that they would... um, they said, "Would we mind if they went off on a cruise?" And it was absolutely, "You go for it." That's right. That way, we can see what a typical Welsh English Christmas dinner looks like. You want to Skype for Christmas dinner on, Ronnie?
2: I don't think it would be cool.
0: <laughs> well, let me let me guess. It would be roast potatoes, yes. Turkey, yes. Peas, carrots, yeah. coli- uh, sprouts. Um, Gravy, stuffing.
1: British gravy, not American gravy.
0: Uh, have you ever KFC gravy in America? Uh, no. Well, there we are. There we are.
1: You um, always say gravy, something else.
0: No, it's not. It's the biscuits they float in the gravy. Oh, there we are. Um, Christmas pudding. I think no
1: blood, pu- blood pudding oh. is is black pudding and all white pudding, and that tends to be something that you serve with an English breakfast.
2: Oh, okay.
1: It's not something that you'd have apart from the Christmas, Christmas could,
0: which I don't think Americans have the same as we do. The two It's not many... that
1: dissimilar. It's more like a Thanksgiving dinner, isn't it, on yeah, Christmas Day? Yes, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, we have our mince pies, which Steve loves. That's one of your favourite things about Christmas, isn't it? Mince pies
0: my favorite thing about christmas is boxing day. his
1: favorite thing about christmas is boxing day the next day.
0: take the decorations down throw the tree out get back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not anti christmas it's just for me. and i think a lot of people um the big day is really christmas eve because that's the day that's full of um all of the hope and anticipation. christmas day is usually a big anticlimax.
2: you know and i agree with you. Child.
0: Because it's like a sort of get-up. There's a chaotic hour when everything gets ripped and shredded.
1: And hour, you, you're
0: optimistic. You spend the next hour after that uh, putting batteries in things, trying to take toys away, putting, filling out um, refuse sacks. Uh, then you eat your dinner, and then it's like, so what do we do now? Are the shops open yet?
2: <laughs> well, growing up, my we family started always... a tradition. Man. You carry on. I'm sorry. When I was growing up, um, my folks always went to midnight mass. And my brother was the oldest, so he would be up and, you know, take care of us. And when they came home from mass, then we'd open up, I guess, about 1 o'clock in the morning. And then afterwards, we'd go to bed and sleep late. And my folks could sleep late. Or if we got up early, then, you know, we'd play quietly so they could sleep late. But that's always been... What I remember is going to midnight mass and then going home and opening the gifts on Christmas Eve. And Ronnie was totally against that, so we've never done that At, since we've been married. We open them on Christmas morning.
0: Ronnie's a big um, Anglophile, particularly with the and the royal family. That's the traditional way of doing it.
1: The way you do it. They Jan. go to
0: midnight mass and then they come back, open the presents, and then go to bed. Whatever the Queen does.
1: And then get up for church and then the rest of the day and they don't they're not allowed to go to bed until the queen does
2: i heard that yes nobody goes to bed before the queen and when she finishes eating everybody's done we lost sound? oh mm. a
0: saying
1: yeah you connections
0: there we go we're back
1: can you hear us Yes, can you hear us? Yeah, we, we lost sound for a second then.
2: Oh.
1: oh. But yes I heard... uh, the the Queen you you can't um, you can't eat after the Queen has finished
2: eating. Right, that's what I had read. Yeah.
1: And <laughs> Megan Megan, Duchess of Sussex, as she now is.
0: Yes.
1: She's not allowed to have garlic with her meal. The Queen hates garlic.
2: I've read that, and she won't allow it in the palace. She would fire any chef that, you know, dared to, to cook it. And I think I understand why, because it does make your breath absolutely stink.
0: Oh, no, it's because the Queen's a vampire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Queen Victoria was a vampire hunter, according to a book mm-hmm. that I saw on the shelf.
0: And Abraham Lincoln was a zombie hunter.
1: That's correct. Pride and Prejudice <laughs> is all about zombies. <laughs> or if you now believe in the literature that's on the bookcases these days how do you oh, what do you put there now Ron how do you know do you hear her burp when she is done no oh. she puts a knife and fork down and like any cultured individual queen here I've finished whenever we see the queen on the telly
2: we, we imagine that she's going queen here <laughs> queen coming through well she has a very subtle way of notifying the staff and her aides and like her ladies and in, in waiting. If she moves her pocketbook from one wrist to the other, it's like get me away from this boring person. Um, so she has a lot of little clues that she can give out. And you know, when it comes to dinners, there's so many people there that they have to keep to a schedule. So, you know, that makes sense to me.
0: And she's got one of those bleepers that when she goes backwards, she goes
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's not a reversing
1: vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> My husband has a strange idea But it's quite interesting because Prince Charles has an interest in ghosts
2: Oh, I heard that, I think, from reading online or whatever, yes
1: Yeah, um, Steve was quite fortunate after we got married I think it was about a week after we got married mm-hmm. To go to a beautiful location called um, Chaveninch which is an estate that's owned by the uh, Lord High Sheriff of England. Oh. And, and it's between the estates of Princess Anne and Prince Charles. And he was there because it was a topical thing. It was going to go into the press. And uh, there was a news reporter from the independent newspaper. So Steve... T- I heard it a thousand times, how he ate dinner with Prince Charles. Yes, he did, Ron, but it's more the fact that he was saying about his grandmother seeing ghosts at Glam's Castle. And that's not something you'd expect the Queen Mother to be talking about or quite open about. So it's interesting to know all the ghost stories in all the palaces and that the royal family have an interest in it. Wow. But 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 he does does talk to plants.
2: Well, Ronnie made a plant talk years ago, and they respond to human voice. There you go. But to get back to the Queen Mother, I had heard Glam's castle was very um, haunted. Um, You know, the history of the castles in your country go back centuries, and, you know, the bloody history of, you know, the Scottish people and... You know all these different things and everything.
0: Glad well, Stephen Scott didn't hear that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> what about Stephen Scott? The Scottish people have got a bloody history. They do
1: have a bloody history. because
0: a... the English keep going up there and murdering them.
1: I'm glad Stephen Scott didn't hear that. <laughs> but but they were. A tribal community. I mean, it was similar in Wales. It was brothers and cousins constantly fighting each other for land and rights and oh, exactly. Welsh, right? yep, yes, yep. I'm Welsh.
0: Yeah, nothing's changed, then, has it? No. Brothers and sisters fighting and
1: scrapping. Brothers and sisters fighting and scrapping. Yes, dear. My family have issues, as everyone's family does.
2: I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said, Cat.
1: my husband was saying that I'm Welsh and I haven't, uh, nothing's changed about the Welsh fighting brothers and sisters because my uh, my brother and my sister and I fight like cat and dog.
2: But that's human nature. I mean, that's in in our DNA from, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, all the way back.
1: John has just asked, what is your best Christmas gift for Ron and Steve's family? Oh, that's a good question. Um, for, for my family, with Steve, a
2: gag. Oh, a gag gift?
1: Gag, as in silence him. Oh. oh. <laughs> if one of us is silence, silent, there's harmony in the house.
0: For me, this year, my best Christmas present will be to find the, the <laughs> cable of loss.
1: Steve just said his best
2: Christmas gift would be finding the cable. I I was editing. Well, maybe you you weren't a good boy as much as you should have been, uh, Steve, and maybe that's why you can't find it. Ron says it's a sign of old age, Steve. (laughs)
1: Marriage. is. I agree, Ron.
0: Does does Ron
2: always put things back and know exactly where everything is? Um... Well, let me answer that. He has the whole front of the house. There's a sun porch that, you know, we don't sit out there. So the whole front of the porch is his, and it looks like a disaster area. <laughs> and he'll tell you he knows where everything is. And it's true. And once something is out of my area of, um, w- of where I can see and understand, like in my closets or in my cupboards or whatever, I forget about it. But you know, he can go back 20 years. Oh, I know where that is. You know, he's just remembers oh, where everything is. He, chaos.
1: is that he, what hates
2: throwing, mean, he hates throwing stuff away, though. I mean, I would be more um, free with that. I, I don't like clutter. I don't, after something ceases to be useful to me, unless I can pass it on or whatever, you know, I'll just get rid of something and, You know, he has clothes from back when he was in junior high school, and he thinks that's a sign of of honor or something. And I get rid of my old clothes and I bring them to the church bin for the, um, you know, for the needy people. He says, "You're not going to throw away that miniskirt." Yes, I am, Ronnie. Why did? But that's Ron's favorite (laughs) miniskirt. Ron likes wearing it, does he?
1: (laughs) Uh. Every time you throw it away, you find you need it. Is that really true, Ron? Or do you find a use for it? Every time you throw it away, an
0: angel loses its <laughs> wings.
1: Yes. It Every time you throw it away, an angel loses its wings. Yeah,
0: she'll be back <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've got some very unusual traditions with our boys. You know the elf on the shelf? Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, when our elves come to visit they bring a furry friend who lives in our attic, a bear. <gasps> yes, he's about Paddington-sized, and he ooh. sleeps in our attic, and he's very grumpy because Ethan one night heard knocks and bangs upstairs in the attic. i got to whisper now because it was me up there putting presents. <laughs> 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 but... Um, so Steve mentioned that this bear had come to visit, and now sure. we have a bear who visits us every year over Christmas.
0: He wants to know about the bear in the attic, Ethan.
1: Ethan, come and tell him about the bear in the attic. You coming in to say about the bear in the attic, Aussie? What's he like? Can you remember? I think he's furry. Yeah. yeah. He's furry. He's very furry, and when does he come to visit us? Um. After Christmas sometimes. After Christmas? No. He's very
0: grumpy.
1: Yes. He's grumpy, and who has to take care of the bear in the attic? Council Daddy. Daddy, yeah. Daddy goes up, and when he's putting stuff in the attic, he checks on the bear, doesn't he? mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. Have you seen the bear? Yeah, but we got smells, and they... We We got smells, but they... making daddy do all the work but one time they did their work
0: that's
1: right and do you remember Ozzy last week you sat downstairs and you've got a cuddly teddy elf haven't you Yeah. and Ozzy turned to his daddy with a frown on his face and said daddy I don't believe this elf is real he has a CCTV camera in him but he's not real didn't you Wow. What are your elves called?
3: Bernard Benjamin. And our little ones, I wanna call mine I call him my
1: You know what you're gonna call your one? Yeah, so let tell you. Go on then. Stay puffed. Stay puffed the elf. Yeah.
2: Oh. Oh. I like that.
3: i gonna be Elvis. Elvis. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Does he sing a dance? Do a for one. Mm, no,
1: they just get up to mischief. Have a one, Ethan.
3: They
0: like stealing your sweets, don't they? Yeah.
1: yeah. They like eating them, don't they? What did what? they leave you today? Some corn sweets and a chocolate sweetie. What was the chocolate sweetie in the shape of? And
3: they a gave coin. us a... a there cr- was another one. Cr- there was a coin and... a
1: cracker. One on a And a cracker. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the chocolate and a Christmas cracker. And a Christmas cracker. <laughs> yes, the the traditional British
2: cracker. So and you pull the strings and they make a popping noise. that so yeah. you pull either
1: end and it goes bang, doesn't it? Yeah. It goes like this bang. And can you remember the joke that was inside? Uh, mm-hmm. what part of the clock
3: is the oldest bit? That no, one And then it was like the um seconds. the second hand.
1: They're very bad <laughs> jokes.
3: Um, the B in the Attic's name is Barnaby. No, are you, you going to sing them a nice Elvis. Christmas song? Elvis.
1: Can you sing them a nice song?
3: Last Christmas I gave you my heart, but the very
1: next day you sold, sold it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. What other Christmas songs do you know? Um... Oh. You know lots of Christmas songs. Away in a Manger. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Oh, it's embarrassing. Oh, is is that sing that it, age where it's embarrassing? It, it. Do we know any Christmas songs? You know
3: lots. I'm going to get Something a drink. Up with oh, you're
1: going Something to get a drink. Oh, you're watching uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Finished. So traditional Christmas film, *The Nightmare Before Christmas*. Oh, uh, they're wanting cuddles at the moment. Daddy's gonna be a top Trump card. Yeah, I was telling them you're excited about that. Yeah, aren't you? <laughs> I'm so gonna buy it. And I
0: so wanted to be a Donald Trump card. <laughs> what a <are> corn sweets? <coughs>
1: Ron's asking. Um, coin. Cho- treat, I think yeah. he meant coin, chocolate
2: coins.
0: So oh, they're we in have
2: those at Christmas time too.
1: Yeah, so they the, have the little
2: string bags of uh, that's it, royal covered chocolate pieces.
1: That's it. The Royal Mint over here now do an advent calendar, and on the 24th of December, you have a five pound coin, oh, okay. yeah, a real one,
3: to...
1: not Ooh. that, and it's got the nutcracker printed on it because we've got lots of different coins at the moment i think steve brought some over to show you um, the alphabet ones with the loch ness monster on it
2: no i don't remember seeing that but that's not saying he didn't yes he did we okay. decided said he did the the british
1: royal mint decided that they were going to mint some new 10 pence pieces and they did 26 of them each of them with a letter of the alphabet representing something british that's clever. I like that. So so B had 007 on it for James Bond. (laughs) T had a pot of tea. Um, E had English breakfast, so it had an image of an English breakfast. L had Loch Ness Monster. R was Robin. Um, Lots of different ones, but they've brought out... Different 50 pence pieces with be- all the Beatrix Potter characters on them. Oh, cool! Cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got ones with Paddington Bear on them, so you can imagine in my job, I get lots of people because I work in banking,
3: right?
1: Um, I get lots of people coming in asking, Do I have this 10 pence or this 50 pence that they can have? And no, Ron Steve is not on one of the coins, not yet, not yet. Do you know something I
0: don't?
1: Yes. Yeah. I d I don't think they've ever actually put a ghost on one. Although Canada has, haven't
0: they? Yeah. No. One of the dominion one of our one of our extensive empire countries. Um <laughs> Commonwealth countries did. Because <laughs> as you know, Britain has a Commonwealth yes. Empire. There.
1: But America is still bigger than us.
0: No, it's just louder.
1: Not louder. Yeah, they
0: all want to be British anyway, so...
1: I think they're proud of their own nationality there mm.
0: Only in Alabama okay. <laughs>
1: Ron's uh, so chatty in the chat room yet silent on this
2: radio show he's
0: he's he, he likes it Ron likes to be like the puppet master he's sitting there tinkering away on the keyboards.
2: That's exactly right Steve you've got that and I feel a great affinity for Canada. One, they're a northern neighbor, and two, my grandparents all came from Quebec in Canada. So it's, like, very special to me. I'm sure they're glad to know that.
0: Well, we like Canada, too. And, in fact, um, when the Trump empire fails, (laughs) uh, we we fully intend to reclaim North America and rename it Canada South.
2: Well, that sounds like a good idea. What can I say to that? (laughs) (laughs) i've already dug my own grave so i better better stay quiet
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing this conversation with steve will go on for hours afterwards
2: oh i know it and i'm not politically correct so i can really cause myself trouble if i don't
1: (laughs) Well, we're we're coming towards the end of the show this (laughs) evening (laughs) so we just want to take this opportunity to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, or or whatever you choose to be celebrating. Make sure you spend it with those that you really want to spend it with. Not necessarily family, because you don't always like your family. But Merry
2: Christmas to everyone!
0: Ho ho ho!
2: Green giant. And I agree with Kat. Best wishes for everybody to have Happy Holidays. And a very happy, healthy, and prosperous new year.
1: And just remember, normality will return on the next radio show. Which
0: won't be for, uh, there's no show next week, and there's no show the week after. You're getting a break from Ghost Chronicles. Oh, in- actually, we do have next show. Next show uh, on Christmas, we will be having Cal Cooper. And joining us on New Year's Eve will be the Ghost Finder General himself, Felix, so Richard Felix, so tune in both those days. Wow. You're taking the notice.
1: <laughs> and we're already on tune. There we go.